Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. And good evening. Welcome to the Coca Express Show Network. And I am Aurelia. I'll be your host this evening. And I'm so happy to be back with you. You have no idea. Uh, so much has happened. Um, we've been trying to do so much. I've been trying to learn so much more information and, and I guess, mask and uh, acquire more skills. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, we're coming close to the holiday season, and I hope for those of you who are um, giving gifts for Christmas, I hope you got most of your Christmas shopping done. For those of you who aren't, I hope you're really enjoying the good deals that are out there right now, because there are some. It's I'm in a, a really great holiday mood, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the gift giving. It has a lot to do with the food, but uh, I have to really kind of curtail that for a bit because my waistline just can't handle it and I can't have that going into the new year. However, I'm in a great mood because this time of year, it's more than just the, for me, the material aspects of of the holiday. It's not really a holiday for me. The month of December has so many different wonderful aspects to it. It's the month that my mom was born, and, and God bless her, she, she's, you know, gone to glory. But, I mean, she has given each one of her children so many wonderful characteristics. Um, she left so much of herself with us when she passed on, and we have so many different things that we can share. This month is also the month my daughter was born, my niece was born, and it's the month of the birth of Jesus. So, you know, it's an amazing month. It's the season, a season of miracles. And on today's show, we have a miracle, a walking miracle. I always say that you never know who a person is or what they've been through. And each and every day, 
we need miracles. I mean, each and every one of us is a miracle. The fact that we're breathing, the fact that we're talking and walking without the aid of anything, that is a miracle in itself. And on today's show, we have a very talented woman who in in her own right, a miracle, and she has been triply blessed. And she's going to share her blessing with the world with her new um EP called Holiday, as well as, and it's on iTunes, as well as she's going to share her story with us. And I want to take the opportunity because I don't want to belabor this whole situation with me talking. I want to be able to have her talk. And I hope I'm saying her name correct. And I believe it's Dita Monique. And she is a resident of, um, well, she hails from Rochester, New York. And like I said, she's a singer, a writer, actor, playwright. She is she is the real deal. She is a triple threat, and we are so honored to have her with us today. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, Ariel. I'm doing well myself. That's good. Did I pronounce your name correct? You did. Oh, I'm so <laughs> happy. I'm glad I did. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad I did. I am just so happy to have you yeah. on the show today. I'm happy to be here on your show today. Yes. And as I was saying, you know, every day we pass by people that we don't um we don't really know what their story is and who they are. We don't know that we could be walking right. past a miracle. And you mm-hmm. happen to be one of those people who I mean, you are a true miracle. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, Ariel, growing up, um, I come from a very um, Christian family. Um, My grandmother was a pastor. My aunt is my pastor, who's been pastoring me for over 48 years. So growing up in the church, you know, you hear of miracles and everything, but I, growing up, I would hear my mom always say, you know, your mommy's miracle baby. And, you know, growing up, you don't think about it. Yeah, okay, mom, blah, blah, blah. But they were always very um, overprotective of me, all of the family. And as I got older, you know, I asked questions like, well, mom, why do you call me your miracle baby? And um, they didn't talk about it a lot, but the most um that I would hear, and it wasn't until later years, I'm getting ahead of myself, later years that I found out the whole story from different people in my family. But she would always say, you know, your mommy's a miracle baby. You lost an older brother and sister in a house fire. And you all, all three of you were pronounced dead, but you were the one that God allowed to stay here. Um, I was seven months, my brother and sister my sister was five years old. My brother was four. I don't remember the story, but I'm telling you what I've been told. Um, we were at home with a babysitter because my mom and my uncle had uh, went to the grocery store, and they left us with the younger babysitter. You know, in the bad days, you know, you wouldn't, in your teens when you're babysitting. If you were old enough to be able to answer the phone in the door, you pretty much babysit. That's true. So um, we were there with a babysitter. And there was a, a little boy that lived in our apartment building who apparently was upset with his grandmother. Um, he wanted to go outside, but she wouldn't let him go outside to play. So he was angry, and he started playing with matches, and the matches caught fire onto the curtains in the apartment building. 
Um, so smoke began to go through the building, and the the young lady who was babysitting at the time, very young after she heard the commotion in the hallway, she went to go see what was going on, but when she went out the door, the door slammed shut and locked. So she couldn't get back in. Um, my mom, and this part of the story was told to me by my uncle maybe seven years ago. He said we were on our way back from the grocery store and we could see the fire trucks. We heard the fire trucks. We saw the people outside. And he said my mom told him, uh, hey, uh, Rodney, run up the street and see where the fire trucks are. He ran up up the street and saw it was our apartment building. And he ran back to my mom and said, it's your apartment building, but I don't see the kids. So she, my, my grandparents lived down the street and around the corner from where we lived. And he said that my mom told him to run home, go get mama. That she called, that's what she called her, go get mama. And I'm, as I run, she ran to the building. And when she got there, she began to scream, my babies are in that building. She pointed to the window. And I got this story from the fireman maybe seven, eight years ago who actually rescued us out the fire. He said he went back through the ladder. They thought they had swept the whole building, but obviously they had not. So he went back through our apartment building and window. When he got up to the apartment, he said the smoke was so thick in the apartment that he could not even see his hand in front of him. And all of a sudden, he began to pray, or he cried out, Lord, help me find babies. He said it was like a miracle. There was like a passage that blew open where he could see myself laying in my crib-like bed. My sister was laying, hanging from under the bed, and my brother was hanging out the closet. Because they say kids, they tend to hide from the fire instead of running away from the fire. Um, I had pictures um, with him holding me outside the window and then handing me to the chief. The chief is giving me mouth to mouth. And then they lay me, the other picture I have, I'm laying in the back of a truck and they look like, they look like they're working on me. Um, this part of the story came from my dad on the arrival. Um, I guess I died in the car, in the vehicle. But by the time uh, we got to the hospital, my my they still were working on me, but they were able to start working on me, and I came back. By the time we got to the hospital, my brother had um, died. Um, then they were still working on my sister, and then I went back out again. So I died again, and then my sister died again. But then when they came back out, my dad said, "The two your two oldest kids are gone, but the little baby is still alive. So... Um, that's the gist of the story. It's so much more, but that's the gist. I hope you can hear me. I'm overseas, so I don't know how well the connection is. You are clear. I mean, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm just like, oh, my God. You are – I can yeah. hear you clearly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, that is – Yeah. Oof, that is a yeah. lot. It's a lot of responsibility to have that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My mom, um, my aunt, who was my dad's oldest sister, because um, we had the opportunity just eight, maybe seven, eight years ago, to meet the fireman that had uh, rescued us out of the fire. Um, they said for over 20 years he had looked for us, looked for my family, 
but they could never find us. He said they would go in the neighborhood and knock on doors and doors and say, do you know this family? Do you know this family? And in my city, most of us, most of the people who know me know we're, you know, pretty uh, popular in the city because of our church and everything. And um, uh, the night before the fireman who rescued me, his name is uh, William Johnson. The night before he was supposed to retire, the night he was going to retire, they found me. It was a Thursday night. I had just actually got off the road from a tour that I was on that Monday. And his best friend, who was also a fireman, um, found me through my church. They had called and he had mentioned that, you know, for years we had looked for you and looked for you. We had these pictures of you in the fire department. And Mr. Johnson, who was the fireman who saved me, they, you know, his family, his girls would say, Dad, because they had my picture in their house. They would say to them, Dad, I wonder whatever happened to the little girl. I get choked up right now. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. They would say things like, you know, I wonder what to the little girl. Oh, it's okay. That little girl in this picture, and he would say, I know she's here because I can feel it. And he would hold his heart and say, I can feel it. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, the night before he was retired, I got a, I, the fireman actually called my church and spoke to one of my family members, and he had said something like, you know, we're trying to find Dita. Um, and, you know, she was like, most people would call because they would want me to sing. So if they wanted to get in touch with me, they would call my church. So she thought like, well, you know, can you leave your number and I'll have her give you a call? He said, well, it's very important that I talk to her he said, because he said, I'm just going to tell you. He said, the fireman that brought her out of the fire over 20 years ago um, is retiring tomorrow. And she thought it was a joke. Like, is, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like, is this a joke? He's like, no. She called me. Um, after she spoke with him, she's like, are you sitting down? I said, yeah, I'm sitting down. Why? What's wrong with you? She says, she told me the story, and I said, is this some kind of joke? Like, I, I just, you know, this is over 20 years, you know, and like I said, no one, my family, it was almost like taboo. They never really talked about it, you know, because I'm, I know it was hurtful. I don't remember it, but I, I could imagine um, just the kind of feelings that it might have brought up just talking about it, but you know, he told me after I called him that night, after I spoke with my sister, and he literally said, I truly believe there is a God. He said, I can't believe that over 20 years we've been looking for you, and we found you the night before um, Mr. Johnson was supposed to retire. Now, back in the days when he uh, rescued me out the fire, that year he should have gotten um, fireman of the year, but him being a black fireman, you know, racism was real, real. <laughs> so they wouldn't have changed. Year, but night, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> night of the banquet, I was able to give him fireman of the year. Oh, my um, God. The night he retired, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, is a, that <clears> must <throat> have been a good yeah. feeling for you. Yes, I can imagine. Oh, oh my God. God. And that was the first night that I actually seen myself like I heard the story your mommy's miracle you were in a fire and then just to see you know that happened and then my family talk about it and one thing my aunt said with said to me to the news people that night she said she said it was a dark dark day for us she said in the front of the church there were two little caskets mm. two little caskets she said in Dita's hair 
smelled like smoke for weeks from the mm-hmm. smoke. It come, you know, so it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, I get choked because um, my mom's not with us right now, but she, hearing the story and now knowing the person she was, and she was such a beautiful person, um, just to imagine what, you know, she had to endure, <laughs> you know, losing her babies and, you know, yeah, yeah I and just losing yeah. her babies. Yeah. yeah. But, and the other miracle part of it is you started singing at the age of three. Now, you would figure yeah. all that smoke inhalation would have damaged your lungs for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look at that. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. So what made yeah, you realize that you because, had the gift? You know, Ariel, um, growing up, I always knew I was different, but I didn't know why. I didn't understand it. Um and even when I was, even at three, I had such a big voice. <laughs> I had such a big voice, and I remember growing up. And um, <laughs> a lot of my, it's funny now. Back then, I didn't understand it. You know, my my friends and some of my family members used to pick at me. They would say, "You sing like this." You know, they mocked me how I sung. But you know, when you're that young, I knew I had a call on my life, and I didn't understand. You don't understand. When you're singing in church, um, gifting when you're young, I didn't understand it until I got old enough, you know. But now I understand, you know. Sorry. You okay? You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Good. I didn't call to cry. Yeah, that's but, okay. Um, that's fine. I mean, yeah. this is your story, and yeah, and it's an amazing story too. So mm-hmm. you started singing at the age of three, and mm-hmm. what was that like for you? What did it feel like being able to sing? I mean, that's your voice. That's your, I mean, mm-hmm. when I say your voice, I mean, that is you expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. So what was mm-hmm. that like for you? Um, it was. I I never, I didn't, you know, people would say it was special, but I never thought I was special. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just thought, because most of my family sings on both sides. Um, but I guess I was the youngest one who really started. I remember standing on, they would put a chair for me to stand up on so I could reach the microphone. <laughs> and I remember one of my first songs I think I sung at church uh, was Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Mm. I'm little. It's Precious Lord, mm. Take My Hand. But I remember <laughs> singing it, and I, I remember singing it and crying. I remember singing it and crying, not knowing why I was crying, but, you know, you didn't just, I guess, from the place where I sung as a little girl, I remember singing that song and crying tears. But I remember singing it, and then I guess when I got in preschool, kindergarten, um, my music teacher, I remember singing in the music, and the music teacher, we sung This Old Man. And me, with myself, because I go to church, you just sing loud. I'm singing loud. And she says, everybody just hush, hush. She said, okay, this side sing, because she's trying to see where the voice is coming from. And I remember finally when she figured out it was me. I didn't think to go, yeah, it's me. You know, I remember mm-hmm. when she finally 
thought it was me. She got on the phone right away and she called my mom on the phone. She's like, do you know your little girl can sing? My mom was like, yes, we know. She said, no. She goes, no. This little girl can <laughs> sing. <laughs> this little girl can sing. And I remember the next performance I did on stage in preschool, I sung the Battle Hymn of Republican, the Battle Hymn of Republic. Uh-huh. Um, glory, glory, hallelujah. I remember singing mm-hmm. that. And then it was just a good feeling to watch your audience in awe for something, you know, that mm-hmm. you can touch them, being in awe. Yeah, and it comes so naturally for you. And that's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I is. That is. <laughs> oh yes, you did answer the question. What mm-hmm. it, you know, what it mm-hmm. felt like to be able to really express yourself using your voice. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, for example, mm-hmm. this radio show is my voice, and I'm yes. able to yes. express myself. And your voice mm-hmm. is actually your voice. <laughs> right. Right. It's where you get right. the opportunity to express your inner mm-hmm. self, your inner soul comes out in your music. And that's a, that's and beautiful. And go ahead, please. And I remember, and, and I'm going to share this, um, growing up, I didn't, you know, after, you know, my mom going through, you know, the loss of children, um, I remember most of my life her being ill. Um, I, I won't say it was, she was still grieving, but she had ended up having a disease called lupus. Mm-hmm. And I remember, though, every year, every September, because the fire was in September, my mom would go in the hospital. And I, I remember as a little girl, you know, it's your mommy, mommy not home. No, we would stay with, you know, either my dad or my grandmother or other family members. But mm-hmm. it was a sad time. Um, I, I didn't get another sibling until two years later. And we, we, we were very close. Um, but I remember at night when she would be in the hospital, there were nights when I would want to cry myself or I would start crying myself to sleep, but I would end up singing myself to sleep. Oh. So singing for me was also my comfort. Mm-hmm. I would sing a song or back then you were writing and we were making up songs. I would make up songs to fall asleep. Mm. And I think that's where I get my writing ability abilities now from writing as a little girl. My, 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 what a, what a wonderful, wonderful I mean, and this, mm. that's just a part of the chapter of your life. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and as you moved forward, um, you started to sing more. And where did it take you? Wow. Um, I end up touring nationally and internationally um, with different artists and also off-Broadway stage plays for years. Right now I'm calling you from Europe. Um, where I'm touring. I've been over here since November 23rd, and I'll be here till, until January 11th, touring, um, promoting my Christmas music. I do a couple songs nightly, and I also do some gospel um, songs here over in Europe. I've been to Austria. Right now I'm in Slakovia, 
I've been to Germany. Um, I think next week I'm going to be in Vienna. So, yeah, it's taking me all over. So there definitely, indeed, there is a calling on your life, and you were destined to share your voice with the world. Now, you have you have a new um, a CD out, as you've seen, and you're promoting it now. You see, it's called Holiday. Tell us a little yes. bit about that. Well, Holiday, um, <laughs> what's funny is um, – the company um, that I'm working with right now, uh, the person who is actually um, instrumental in all of this happening, we met in 94, and uh, we lost contact, and then we got in contact again, and then we lost contact, and in March, the end of March, uh, he contacted me again, and he said, hey, uh, what's up? What you doing? You need to get yourself out there. You get this music out there. Look, start writing. I'm already writing. He said, I tell you what. He said, just, I need you to write some holiday songs. Write, write, write. Christmas, Valentine. He said, like, write everything. And I was like, okay. You know, I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. We talked. We didn't talk for a week. And he, he hit me back. He says, okay, you're writing. So I went in the studio and wrote. Uh, there are seven songs on the EP. So I said, Two of them were already written because I'm also a playwright, so two of the songs I had used in production that I had written some years ago. But the rest of them I wrote in like a week and a half. We did the CD like real quick, but it's one of my favorites. It's the music is, I love it. So I trust that the world loves it as much as I enjoyed writing it and singing it. Well, we have your single, Holiday, and I want to play it for our listeners Mm -hmm. because I really think they're going to enjoy it. So you wrote Holiday. And what is, Mm -hmm. you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you came up with the the song. I came up with Holiday. Um, Myself and a producer in Rochester, J.K., we call him. His name's Jermaine Glenn. Um, we've done writing before, and I told him, "Hey, we gotta we gotta do a Christmas EP." We got in the studio, and I literally sat there, heard the track, and I started writing from my um, holiday experience, um, um, just what Christmas meant to me. Um, in this, in the lyrics, we talk about uh, talks about um, what Christmas means to you, and what it means to me, and then how we should be with for Christmas, helping one another. Uh, and that's literally what we do at home. My sister actually started a, uh, some years ago before my mom died, my sister started this uh, Christmas uh, program. It's called Jazz Kids. And what she does is she gets um, children or families who are in need, and she sends it out to other people to help give kids and families Christmas and um, usually I, I come in and I help with it we wrap the gifts give it to families and I put a little bit of that in the song about helping shaking them you know helping your fellow man mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> helping your fellow man holiday song is what Christmas is, is, means to me it was one of my favorite holidays um, one of my it was one of my mom's favorite holidays and it's just a fun and loving t- loving time. I think 
that's one of the times that people put aside everything um, to help other people. Um, of course, you know, you still have those in the world who do whatever, still rob, whatever. But mm-hmm. most of it, all over the world, everybody sets aside that one day to celebrate Christmas and, for me, to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's right. Because That's right. he's really the reason for the season. That is, I say that him. all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he is truly the reason for the season. You know, he was yeah. born into this world as a gift. He's the, he's the gift. You know, so yes, that pretty yes. much came out of what Christmas is to me, how Christmas makes me feel. I wrote it how I feel during holiday time. Okay, so we're going to play it now for our listeners. So okay. the, let them listen and enjoy. Thank you. Make a list. 
all right, lady. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, it's really good. And I thank you because thank you. I mean you just you just encompass all the 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 the, the feelings as well as the actual acts of that ho- of the holiday season. I mean, it's about giving, mm-hmm. about sharing and caring. And yeah. at least that's what I believe it to be about. And yes, I can see yes. that you do too. Yeah, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I like the, the I like the music as well. The music is amazing. The beat is Yeah. It's fun, it's festive, yes. it just gets you in the yeah. mood. And, yes, indeed. And, you know, when writing it, I didn't just, you know, I use Christmas mm-hmm. and New Year's, so you can use it to bring in the holiday, to bring in the New Year mm-hmm. also. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed. And your vocals, you have such a, an amazing range. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So they can um, get they can get that off they they can get that off iTunes. I'm putting a plug in, Ariel. Okay. They can get that's that okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. They can go get holiday and the other six songs off all social media uh, not social media, all all media outlets. Um mm-hmm. also so holiday that's one of my fa- all of them are my favorite. And I guess every week I have a one I like to play more. Um, holiday is one, and so it's Christmas. That's on um, the the EP. Also, they gotta hear that one. I think that that'll be one of my classics. It's, it's okay. Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they're gonna have to yeah. buy it and to hear the entire the entire. Because <laughs> I'm not giving well, away any more. They have to buy it. And <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it really is, and I'm not saying it because it's mine. It's a good, it's a, it's a great CD. It is. It is. It is. Especially if you, I mean, mm. I, the other day, I, I, I don't know, for some reason, I had to hear Johnny Gill sing Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I'm like, I need to hear this song. I need to hear this song. And right, you know, right. it's one of the, it's one of those songs that talks about you know giving and love and and caring and all yeah. those things. And mm-hmm. I think for me, the holiday season is about those things. It's not about getting so much for me as much as it is about giving. And yeah, and with everything that's going on now, we need to to focus more on that and not the oh, negative. Oh God, yes. Yes. Exactly. Now, exactly. Now you, yes, indeed. You have worked with some amazing people. So who, I mean, you've worked with Yolanda Adams and some others. So who are the other mm-hmm. people that you've worked with? And how has that been for you? Because, I mean, if I'm working with these people, and, and cause, you know, some of them I idolize, and, and the fact that I'd be working with them, mm-hmm. how has that been for you? It's been an awesome experience. Um I've worked with, let me see, Yolanda Adams, uh, Melba Moore, um, trying to think off the top of my head, um, Shook Avery, uh, which is Margaret Shook Avery from The Color Purple, um, trying to think off the top of my head right now, um, the late David Peaston, um, 
Oh God, I'm trying to think. Little G from Group Stoke. Uh, did I say Edwin Hawkins? No, you didn't. I'm actually, yeah, Edwin Hawkins. How could I leave him out? One of my most favorite people in the whole white world. Um, he's the writer of Oh Happy Day. Okay. Um, I actually, some years ago, I actually toured over here with him for six weeks, and I'm on a couple of the seminar albums that he did and the solo albums that I did with him a few years ago. Um, gosh, I've worked with so many people. Um, Fred Hammond. Um, I don't know, a lot of people. Okay. I work with did a lot of ever- people who, who are... I work with a lot of people who are stars now who weren't stars when I was on the road with them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, did we're you ever think that, now, your, yeah. that your life would be going in this direction when, when you were a little girl singing in church? Mm-hmm. No, I just love to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as I got older, as I got older, I knew it was what I wanted to do. I knew it was what I wanted to do, and at one point, um, it didn't quite look like it was working out, but I didn't stop, and I didn't stop mm-hmm. dreaming. I kept dreaming, you know, even when people, you know, nowadays are like, oh, you ain't young enough, or you're mm-hmm. older now, or you were in prime. But I know that what God has for you is for you, so it doesn't matter Amen. when it happens. You just have, have to believe and know that it will happen. And I knew mm-hmm. that it would happen. And, and, you know, I God sent uh, uh, an angel um, who still yet believed in my gift. Um, I'm going to put it out there. Al Butter McQueen, you know who you are. <laughs> um, he, 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 some years ago, he pulled my demo tape out of a box. I'm not even going to say what year it was because then I'll tell my age. <laughs> but and he <laughs> he he actually he tells me a story. He goes, "Look, girl, I still got your demo tape." <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he pulled it out, but never forgot, never forgot. And Absolutely. now we're getting ready to take this ride together. We're taking the ride together. That is excellent. That's amazing. Now, mm-hmm. I would like to ask mm-hmm. you, what advice would you give to a young person today who is interested in just pursuing what they what that that thing that's pulling at them so much what would you tell them to do with it something i first of all what something that i i i tell my son now my husband and i we we tell him um because he, like he he wants to be an NFL player and he's really really good so I gotta tell you this to say this. He, he we say to him because when I was when I was growing up, everybody knew I wanted to sing. I didn't want to do anything else. But old school said, "Well, you can sing, but you need to do something to go to school for something to fall back on." Not. I say now, if that's what you want to do, you don't plan to fall back on anything else. Go after what you want to do. Even if there are people around you who don't believe in you, as long as you believe, as long as you believe in your gift and your talent, God will send those people and place them around you to help you bring it or help you to come to pass. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is to be persevere, sharpen your craft, um, um, practice make perfect. You know, nowadays kids don't want to practice. They don't want to rehearse. You can't be better if you don't try to be better. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Practice your cat craft around people who are better than you because they make you get up and, you know, stay on your chops. They make you keep you mm-hmm. on your toes. They yeah. keep you on your toes. And don't think like, well, I'm going to do this in, in case this don't work out. Oh, well, you already uh, speaking over your life in case it doesn't work. No, there's nothing else that I want to do. I want to do whatever God has gifted me to do. Okay. That that I can, that's the best advice I can give right now. <laughs> that is excellent advice right because now. like you said, you made some some very good points about practice, mm-hmm. practice, practice, practice. That mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. And believe in yourself. And the one mm-hmm. point that you made that I think I I really really believe is not being the smartest person in the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be the smartest person in the room because mm-hmm. you're not going to go very far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's great. Yeah. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to have you. It, it's been, I mean, it has been such a wonderful experience sitting here listening to you tell your story. It's just amazing. Thank you. And to see, you know, all the blessings that that have just kind of rolled out in front of you to Mm -hmm. allow you to walk in his glory, basically, Mm -hmm. because you are, you are him and you are a shining example of what he is to all of us, Mm -hmm. a miracle. God is good. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. And And you're pretty much one of the... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that I'm sharing with on this platform. Okay, so I appreciate you. you. Thank you so much. And you are welcome back anytime. I mean, any more music you want to share, please come back. I would love to have you. Oh, most definitely. We'll 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 say March because we have my um my March OP coming out, I believe March twenty fourth. Yeah, okay. So okay. we'll give you a call. Yeah, that's right. First, Come on over. First time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And I want to take yeah. the opportunity to thank Rochelle for this. She is yes, amazing. Yes, Rochelle. Yeah, she, she is. is amazing. She is. She is. Yes. Yes. I this has been amazing. Long, but I feel like I've been on her. Mm-hmm. She, I think she yeah. has an effect on everybody, and if she's listening, yeah. we love you. We love she's you. A jewel. <laughs> she's a jewel. She is a Indeed. jewel. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm blessed. I've been blessed. Some great people surrounding mm-hmm. me. I really am. I That's am. I have to give a shout out to my hometown, Rochester, New York, and my family at home. LP. Ray Powell, my sister Janita, and all my family, Momo, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you yeah. and I have to tell your family, thank you, because mm-hmm. you are an amazing talent and an amazing woman, and I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. 
You're welcome. And I trust you have a very, very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year also. You do the same as well. You do the same. And I will be looking forward to hearing from you in March. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And I always like to end my show with telling people, you know, mm-hmm. to believe in themselves, to, you know, follow their dreams. Don't follow somebody else's dream and don't let people try to sway you from from um, pursuing your goals and dreams and stuff. And right. been just a, a classic example of this, and I love it when I have examples of what I'm saying because then it's just not me just preaching to, to dead air. You are a classic right. example of this this whole thing that I believe in, that you got to take care of yourself, you got to believe in yourself, you got to trust in yourself, and you got to stay on top of that dream. Don't let it. Don't let it slip yes. away. It doesn't matter your age. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter anything. You know, there are no isms when it comes to pursuing your goals and dreams. No, no. And yeah. something people. There was a song that was written. I believe by the Clark sisters, it says the sky is the limit for all I can have. But but really, the sky is not the limit. There is no limit. There is no limit. If you can believe it and just trust God, he will perform it. I'm a a witness. It doesn't matter. It might not happen when you want it or when you think it's, you know, the time was right. But God knows this that time for it to happen. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, yeah. Yes. So on that note, I'm going to tell each and every one of my listeners, you have a great night. You take care of yourself and you stay blessed. Hey, and have them follow me. Follow me on Facebook, Dita Monique Music, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I would love to keep you posted on all the things that God is doing for me. You got it. You got it. You'll see me pop up, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> take care, okay? So to all, all my right, listeners, thank you. thank you for your support, and good night. Good night. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real. Listen. Learn and live. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride.